Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. I'm full of piss and vinegar and ready to talk legacy. <laughs> we had to, well, we had a 30-minute uh, pre-show because everyone's <laughs> spitting and raging. And uh, I, no, no, no. We got a lot to talk about this it week. It just, it rains and pours, Pats. Like, we had, we had like, what, three or four weeks where there just was nothing going on. The format was... It was longer than three or four weeks, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm going to tell myself it was only three or four weeks, but... Yeah, it felt like three or four months, but yeah. yeah there, nothing was going on. It was just Oko City. It was so boring. And now it's like we have more topics that we can talk about in an episode, like for the past three weeks running. Just <laughs> yeah, we have, we have a ton on the docket today, so I'm excited to get into it. Um, first, before we introduce, we do have a great guest this week. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to our newest patron, Colin. Uh, I'm going to say Jirasi. Jirasi. Um, uh, signed up for the Patreon, uh, and I believe this is the guy who's calling you out on Facebook. Uh, I don't remember what the bet was, but (laughs) the bet, the bet is, uh, I am predicting that within two years, uh, we get a secret layer reserve list or it doesn't, it doesn't need to be secret layer just in the spirit of secret layer. There's going to be some promotional form of a reprint of reserve list cards. And we will get into the logic behind that later on (laughs) into the episode. and the bet is that if 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 you are correct, then he, then we have suckered him into supporting our podcast. And that's, <laughs> that's it. And if you are proven incorrect, we have to take then all the money we, that the that he yes. sent to the Patreon, and we need to donate it to, uh, to everyday eternal. Everyday eternal instead. I, <laughs> I actually kind of I kind of love that actually. Which I love, like Julian and Caleb just like commenting, like I don't know why we got tagged in this or why we're included, but <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great. I think I'm actually I'm going to join their Patreon this week just. To uh, just to just to give them a little bump, I like the, I like those guys a lot. They're awesome. Yeah, I mean, Calum is is the bane of my existence. He's like he's <laughs> like my personal little devil that's on my shoulder, <laughs> just always trying to to trip me up every every way uh, along the way. But you know, still a good guy, still funny. And Julian, we've had on the cast multiple times. We should have Calum on the cast. Actually, I feel like we've had him on the cast at least once before. Uh, have we? If, if we have, it's, it's been like a year or two ago. We should have him on. Yeah, again. I mean. It's been we've we've done three hundred and twenty something episodes of <laughs> Leaving a Legacy, so it's hard to keep track of all of our guests. But our guest this week, Jerry, I've I, I keep track of him every week. I know exactly what he's up to. <laughs> well, that's because of the you know tracking chip you embedded under his uh, his wrist, so you can. We always... <laughs> all know how important it is to RFID our friends, <laughs> and we have our great friend on this week, Tom Hep, uh, also known as Negator Seven Seven. What's going on, Tom? Uh, not much. Feeling like I might need a restraining. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. oh man, we got a lot to talk about this week. Yeah, it's so much. So, I mean, real quick, just catch up with you, Tom. Uh, you've been kind of taking a little bit bit of a break from Legacy lately, uh, but what's been going on with you? Normal life stuff. Um, yeah, just a little bit of burnout as far as Legacy goes. Mm-hmm. Played uh, a little bit too much last season, and uh, well, you were. You know, or did you finish up as the trophy leader for last season? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I, no big deal. I, I think <laughs> you deserve a little bit of a break being, you know, the number one legacy Magic Online trophy leader uh, for. It's probably not your first season either, right? You've you've been the trophy leader a couple times, or at least been in the running pretty much every season. Yeah, I think it was three times in the last year. Um, <laughs> oh, so three out of the last four quarters? <laughs> I see. <laughs> uh, well, I guess well, I guess one ended last January. So because I didn't play. I took I did this last year too. I mm-hmm. took off from like mid January and it ended up being toll. I don't know, maybe like May. It was a while last year. Yeah. Because I wanted to come back and I was like, breach, F this. And <laughs> wanted to come back and I was like, Loris, nope, F this. Yeah. Wait, till <laughs> wait till that stuff went by. But, now yeah. let me let me ask you something. Like when a season starts up, do you set out like thinking, All right, I'm gonna try to get in the in the leaderboard here? Or do you just enjoy playing a lot of the games and then you get to a point where it's like, well, I've invested quite a bit of time, and I'm I'm at the top of the leaderboard. I just have to keep up this grind to stay at the top. Um. So, initially, the the first time from the season that went from um, two September's ago to last January, mm-hmm. I I just wanted to do it. I just wanted you know a lot of the it was dominated um, at the time by Eric Landon. He basically won almost every single season, mm-hmm. and usually it wasn't particularly close. And the only seasons other people won were when he was playing on like eight different alts. And had like all of his trophies <laughs> spread <laughs> across a bunch of different accounts because he was tired of people like mulliganing to the matchups and stuff yeah, like that. Um, so yeah, it was just something I wanted to say I could do. So that first season, like the leaderboard was just like um, all heavy hitters. It was like JPA and Eric mm-hmm. Landon. And so I just wanted to do it just to say I could do it once and then never do it again. That was the plan <laughs> because it's just too much magic. Like there's just there's no reward at the end of the rainbow. So you're just doing it you, either because you just love playing, which mm-hmm. I do, but you ha- it has to be beyond loving playing. Yeah. Like, yeah. To play I mean, that much magic. So that was basically going to be it. And the second one was just for whatever reason, I think a lot of the, the bigger grinders just played less. Like mm-hmm. I won one season that ended in, in September with like maybe 27 trophies or something like that, which was way down. Like Eric was normally like in the high thirties and forties and stuff like that. Right. So I think I wasn't really playing a ton over the summer. It just, I don't know, probably had something to do with the fact that a lot of the play patterns in legacy were miserable for the better part of a year. So I don't think anybody was really going to town. Um, And then as far as this last season went, I was like, I'm definitely not playing like, told like anybody that would listen like i'm not gonna do it i'm not going for it again because that season the one that just ended in january was from september to january it was a really long season yep and it's like i I just don't want to play that much magic and it's kind of just hovering around playing like an average amount i forget where i was maybe like fifth or sixth place Mm -hmm. and then i like stumbled onto my rainbow depths list right and i just loved that list and it just was performing really really well and then it's just, I kind of just, <laughs> <laughs> kind of just woke up in first and place and didn't know how it happened. But, but like, but you must get to the point where like, you're like, you know, close to the top or at the top and you're like, well, I just can't give this up at this point. Like I have to, I have to well, keep it. Right. It was a lot sicker than that this time. <laughs> like uh, much more of a closer to like a disease <laughs> because, because I, I went on like such a tear that my 5-0 lead was like double digit trophies wow so there wasn't really like a threat i didn't have to play but i was like oh i definitely want to get 50 no <laughs> one's ever gotten 50 before so i'm gonna do that so i gr- so i grinded and got to 50 
and then people were like typing jokes and saying like oh you should get to 77 <laughs> and stuff like that so, like i was like that is not even possible i'd i'd be on like I'd, be, I'd need to be medicated to play that much magic. <laughs> just, so. just to put that into people's perspective, 55-0 trophies is 250 wins. That's, that's, that's wins. And that's not counting like all the four ones you got, which I'm sure is also an astronomical number as well. <laughs> yeah, so I got to 50, and people were joking around, and it eventually, like, a couple people mentioned that... Um, I think somebody had gotten 60 before in modern, but that was basically it. Like Mm -hmm. numbers are kind of ridiculous. I was like, well, now I should just play and see how many I can get and see if I can (laughs) see if I can get there. And on like, I don't know, two or three days before the season ended, I got to 60. Wow. And I was like, all right, now I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now I am officially never touching this again. How far ahead of you, how far ahead of the, of second place were you at that point? It was 20 plus. Wow. wow. <laughs> so yeah, so you could have quit at like 50 and still had a held a solid lead, but you you were like I got to go for 60 though. That's fantastic. Yeah, I just wanted to see what number I could get to, but now it's it's just casual play for for fun. Yeah. And I'm not going to be trophy racing ever that, again. That's almost as many wins as that you had almost as many wins in that season as Tom Brady has had in his career. So that's that's impressive. Yeah, because uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's probably easier to win a match of Legacy Magic the Gathering <laughs> than it is to win a professional football game. Just I mean, that out there. <laughs> yeah, that's, po- that's certainly possible. That's certainly possible. Uh, look at Pat backpedaling to his uh, Ethlete base. He needs to recoup those donation votes. <laughs> oh, fuck them. I don't care. I don't care, dude. I'm sorry. All right, I'm sorry. Not on your feet for an event. It's not. You're not an athlete. You're just not. Uh, I didn't mean to drag what says. And honestly, I want, I want you to know, because I got a lot of free time right now because i'm laid off from work i started coaching football at the high at the local high school and some of those guys i wouldn't even call athletes so like <laughs> just because you're playing a sport doesn't mean you're an athlete right? straight up, oh my god <laughs> can't wait for the episode three months from now pat's talking about how he got fired from being a vol- volunteer coach <laughs> listen you can't get fired as a volunteer they can only force you to resign <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> uh well that's awesome. I mean, how do you feel about the so, uh Oko band uh Tom? Are you does this kind of make you want to play Legacy but just in a more casual sense? Um yeah, I think so. I think I don't know. I mean, I think the early returns on the format are kind of I think you could throw the first two weeks in the trash. Yeah. Um, well, I'm assuming we're going to talk about the challenges later, but I think like something like 45 different decks were played in the Sunday challenge, mm-hmm. which is just insane. So people, which we'll see what the the meta actually ends up being which, after a month or two, when people have time to actually figure out what the better lists are. Which I'm pretty sure is um, higher than the number of entrants in the event right before Oka was banned. So we yeah, a- <laughs> we now have more unique decks seeing play than there were people playing the entire event before the Oko the Oko yeah, I don't think it ever got quite that bad but they were in the 50s for a couple of events mm-hmm. yeah it was really close to that but um yeah towards the end of that league season like when I was playing the 5-0 match for number 60 I literally typed into the chat to my opponent I just want to stop playing Legacy <laughs> like the play patterns are just a bit, release just, me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the play patterns were just abysmal. It was the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. Like the Dreadhorde, the Dreadhorde play patterns, the Oko play patterns. It was like just the same thing over and over again. And it was so clear. I know people like want to argue about like that win rate percentage with 55% or whatever, but 
it was just bad. Like the gameplay was just actively bad. So, so um, that- unless you were in, unless you like enjoyed Blue Soup Mirrors or like Oko Mirrors, that kind of thing, the gameplay is just really, really not great. Um, so I think the cards, well, at least Oko needed to go. Mm-hmm. I think you could have more of an argument on the other cards, um, especially Astrolabe. I mean, Astrolabe is a stain and never should have been printed, but <laughs> that you could assign that description to a hundred different cards that see yeah. current legacy play. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, where do you draw the line and why are the newer cards the subject of most of the ire? But I, I was converted on Astrolabe by the end. I did feel that Astrolabe could probably be fine not being banned when I started off thinking that it definitely 100% should be banned. Mm-hmm. And I just came to realize just over time, it was just Oko. Just Oko should have been banned a year ago. Like, we should not have had 18 months of Oko. <laughs> we did not need was that it long. around that long? Yeah. It was a long time, Good yeah. Great. 18 months. Yeah, so I think 18 months of Oko. That for which for a lot of players was their entire legacy career. Like they only knew Oko legacy. So yeah, so I think Oko definitely needed to go. I would have preferred it if they could have taken a more active approach after seeing a year worth of Oko. <laughs> Maybe that goes first and mm-hmm. then if Dreadhorde and uh Astrolabe were still a problem, axe them one at a time. Oh. It feels like they just they just let things be for far too long and yeah. then took the sledgehammer out. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's because they needed to sell packs. Like I, they, I, yeah. that's what kills me about legacy and the ban restricted list. And why I think the ban restricted list should be taken away from Watsy and given back to the player community is Watsy bans cards based on sales. And if a banning a card is going to hurt their sales, they're going to be less likely to ban that card. Yeah. Do you mean because it was out of rotation and that's why? Yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence that, you know, Wizards stopped having a chance to sell uh, Oko cards, and so it got banned, where Uru, which people were also calling to be banned, just saw a new printing and conveniently was left off the banned and restricted list. Hmm. I I would be very upset and a bit jaded if if I believe that to be true, that they were more concerned about the, the sales of the card versus the actual how good the format is but have have you heard of this thing called capitalism pats <laughs> yeah no i know i just i would just hope that i would i would be i guess i would just hope that i or put faith in the fact that they were doing the right thing instead of the smart thing you know what i mean i mean don't get I mean, don't they, get me wrong i'm not saying it's like a 100% guaranteed always going to play out that way i'm just saying mm-hmm. i think you're you're fooling yourself if you don't think sales figures has an incredibly high amount of pressure on decisions for what cards get banned or not. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's definitely happened for standard for sure. Um, with which cards go when, and and it's also with eternal eternal basically gets the shaft where Watsi will recognize a cards, a problem. They'll ban it in standard and modern, but they'll leave it legal in legacy and uh, other eternal formats because they don't want to completely prevent anyone from playing that card. They still want there to be an outlet for that card to be played so that people mm-hmm. who like open them in packs don't have this feel bad and get turned off from the game. And unfortunately, Legacy is the dumping ground for all of that, which is, I mean, we'll get into the whole magic universes beyond bullshit and all that stuff, but it's the same exact thing with that. You know, Eternal is Watsy's dumping ground for stuff that really shouldn't be legal, but they want it to have it have some market, so they hmm. dump it on us. It just seems like like they could do it to a format like like Commander that just is much more restrictive in the deck. In like everything about Commander is more restrictive than Legacy, right? Like the singleton format, you know, hundred cards in the deck, things like that. Um, you know, you have color restrictions, 
all that stuff. Seems like that's a better dumping ground, and it has no competitive play. You well, know, com- like, command, so to speak. Commander is a dumping ground for this stuff as well. Right, but I'm saying like it, sh- it could be like it. In my opinion, it makes sense for that to be the sole dumping ground because the player base for le- for Commander is massive compared to Legacy. It's like a drop in the bucket that this would make sense pat i don't know why legacy has to suffer for watsy's sins but it does yeah <laughs> that's the the role it plays <laughs> so i well, i think there's there's got there's a little bit of acknowledgement that legacy is a high power level format too and the hope that the format can absorb it yeah because it's absorbed how many other broken cards over the years yeah, just that i mean but like it's also had to reject so many cards. Like since I've cu- since I started playing back in 2015, there have been like bannings every year out of the format, and just you know, I don't know, been pretty wild. But we don't have to get too too uh, you know. Yeah, before we get too off track on that, before we get too off track, let's take a look at the uh, the results from this week. Which I know, Tom, you say you you're thinking you're just going to throw out these results, but I still think it's fun to. Uh, <laughs> well, Take a look at I, kind of the the spice that's coming up. And I th- and I think it's worth saying too. Like it's worth noting just or just maybe quoting a personal hero of mine, <laughs> uh, a, a man of sage advice, uh, of wisdom, you know, timeless wisdom. Uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage when he says <laughs> the cream will rise to the top. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna see we're gonna see uh, what what we got in the list here. But as we know. You know what? What the the standout stuff will eventually uh, will rise to the top. So don't worry. I've been doing my best. I've been playing a bunch of uh, sneak and show leagues, playing through the leagues, and just like fun policing on people. <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's like, oh, what's that? Oh, you, uh, you thought Splinter Twin was playable? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to play Maverick? Okay. I mean, Maverick can give me some problems, but I've just been. Yeah, I know. I've been running into just like some junk decks. Where I'm like, yeah, this list is really sweet, but I'm still gonna beat you. <laughs> yeah that's a tried and true strategy where i've noticed the uptick in twitter posts from grinders of just wrecking people with their preferred <laughs> lists like i've seen a few of the lands experts doing that and sneak a show you're just breaking breaking out your your completely tuned machine it, and just dunking on everyone it, trying to brew. it's how i restock my tickets for the years is these like brief <laughs> windows of magic magic online uh league play where i can just house on people and crush their dreams and stock up my tickets and i feel terribly for doing it for like one guy (laughs) one guy i played against him and i just turned one uh show intel into omniscience emercool with force of will backup i did it both game one and game two (laughs) he just he just didn't say anything and then i like i won the game i got back into the queue and we got paired against each other again (laughs) and he just (laughs) just like mother (laughs) (laughs) it's like like, oh sorry man them's the breaks (laughs) yeah there's been a a lack of high quality band gristle brand over the last six months to a year so we're bringing them back yeah honestly gristle brand's lost its luster i'm winning most of my matches with uh with uh emercool because the grizzle brand it's too um too much of a liability these days with all the hull breachers flying around huh I find myself, uh, you know, leaning on Emrakul a little bit harder, and I can, I've seen a lot of lists uh, go back to running like Progenitus in the sideboard. That was mostly in response to Oko, uh, but even now, like Grizzlebrand uh, is not a 
It's not doing so hot. He's kind of got that beer belly <laughs> hanging out on the on the couch instead of doing sit-ups. Are you are you oh yeah, so he's not an athlete anymore, is that what you're saying? Lost his edge. Are you just are you just, are you just body shaming Grizzle Brand? <laughs> yeah, I'm this is, body shaming Grizzle Brand. Just just for the rec just for the record, Mr. Me, this is a far cry from statements that I heard you make in the past regarding Grizzle Brand needing to be banned due to the London Mulligan. <laughs> now, and now it's lost its luster. So we've come a long way. I, I, I still I still fully support I still fully object to the London Mulligan. I still think that was a terrible. I also, and I also hate the London Mulligan. All these people have come. I I said it, and everyone said I was crazy. And then as time goes on, Bob Wong came around. Now Tom's come around. Come around. I wrote a position piece. On it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. I think that's right. That was uh, who wrote that article. I think that me and you were the it was, uh, Phil yes. from Raven University. It, yeah, yeah, Phil wrote that article. That was what, like two years ago now, something like that. Yeah, when it, yeah, I guess it was almost two years. Time ago. flies. Well, let's take a look at these lists before we get uh, distracted again. I just want to talk about some of these full spice lists. What do you guys think? No. All right, cool. Let's move on. I don't on. really want to talk about a list in 24th place, but I mean, I guess if you really want to go over it. <laughs> Fine. If you're not first, you're last. I think we should go over the number one deck in both lists and then move on. But Fine. We can go. No, we, no, we'll no, save no, fine, the spice. Let's, let's go down to the dregs in 24th place, please. Let's talk about it. Uh, wow. It was a 100-plus person event. I wouldn't call 24th the dregs. <laughs> I'll, I'll, Listen, I ascribe to the Ricky Bobby, you know, kind of uh, pyramid of success, which is if you're not first, you're last. Exactly. While, while we're here, I will give, also give a shout-out to our friend Chronicler for putting the list together. Always a yep. huge help uh, skimming through the dregs, as Pat, Pat calls it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is no dregs. This is a diamond in the rough. Pyrterion uh, 10 in 24th place with like rogue tribal. <laughs> so all these creatures are rogues. Uh, so we got brazen borrower, uh, cunning night bonder, which is a blue, black, blue, black hybrid flash two two spells with flash. You cast costs one less to cast and can't be countered. Hmm. So brazen borrower has flash uh, notion. Thief has flash uh, quickling. Uh, has Flash, which is a 2-2 fairy, Flash flying. When Quickling enters the battlefield, sacrifice it unless you return another creature you control to its owner's hand. So I'm guessing they're using that to like buy back Brazen Borrowers. Uh, Soaring Thought Thief also has Flash, which is blue-black 1-3. As long as an opponent has eight or more cards in, your, in their graveyard, rogues you control get plus one, plus zero. Whenever one or more rogues you control attack, each opponent mills two cards. So just some crazy synergies in this list. Mm. Also the spell spider strikes. Yeah, so that cunning night bonder does work in this list. It basically makes everything cheaper and gives it uncounterability. Is there like a mill sub theme in this deck too? Because like Thieves Guild Enforcer and uh Soaring Thought Thief both have the opponent's mill cards. Am I missing something or is it just I think I don't know if they necessarily went for that because there isn't much other support. Well, they're also running Drown the Lock, so Drown the Lock definitely definitely helps in that regard. Uh that makes uh Drown in the Lock that much you know, it just turns yep. it on and makes its targets that you know, that much wider. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it's more just a nature of kind of like wizards design of wizards build the deck for you design <laughs> in a lot of sense. Oh, they also have cling to dust too. Mm, oh yeah, so cling to dust is one black for an instant. Exile target card from your graveyard. If it was a creature card, you gain three life. Otherwise, you draw a card, and then it has escape. Yep. Hmm. 
And then we got Force of Wills, Fatal Pushes, and Brainstorms, and then also Bitter Blossoms. I'm surprised uh, there's no um, Cavern of Souls. Yeah, I'm surprised there's no Cavern of Souls in this list. Uh, yeah, they're all rogues. I mean, I guess you have 20 creatures, so... But. You, don't, you, don't, you don't really need it because the uh, Cunning Nightbounder gives them uncounterability, oh, but I guess... I guess it would be nice to have it just to for the mana fixing for hmm. one, and then also just to get the Cunning Knight Bonder to stick. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you can actually run that card in this deck unless you're going to cut the three Drown in the Locks. Like, you're a 19 land deck that True. has three Wastelands oh. and three blue-black spells. True. That is a good point. So. Yeah, that makes the Drown in the Lock real hard. Plus a couple of these uh, creatures are blue-black. The, the mm. Bond Thief is blue-black. So mm-hmm. I know that the Cavern would work with them, but can't go in both right. directions, I don't think. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good point there. Uh, yeah, I just think it's a sweet list. It's a tribal list, and uh, while it is running three underground seas, you could probably put this together pretty cheap on a budget if you switch the underground seas out for uh, yeah, water, water grave. There you go, thanks. <laughs> I don't play modern. I don't play modern. Come on, don't look at me. I mean, yeah, Jerry, it is a legacy card. Shadow. Oh, all right. <laughs> Blue black shadow is yeah, a real good idea. Yeah, whatever. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's. A, I just think it's a sweet list. I think if someone's looking for something spicy to uh, try out, that would definitely be a cool thing to try. Nice. Um, do you want now? Now we can go to your precious topic. I mean, it's the only ones that matter, right? But we can we can talk about other decks. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just, just to run down the top eight real quick, and then we can go into individual lists if we really want to, uh, we had green, white depths in first, uh, followed by rug Delver punishing blood, sun stompy, which is like that mono red deck, right? Um, uh, rug Delver, blue, red Delver, black, green depths, uh, Maverick, and then, uh, Rector fit with the, uh, y- the Yorian plan in there. I want to see this depths list. Is this like the traditional turbo depths or... Let's see. The which one? Uh, the black depth green list. depths list in sixth. Nope, it's old school. Okay, slow depths. Nice. Elvish reclaimers. Yep. I like the eighth eighth place is Nick Fit basically. Well, are they not running? Oh no, they are. Yeah, it's eighth place is is Nick Fit. So Nick Fit came in top eight, guys. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I mean, going over the top of people trying to play a bunch of fair creature decks seems like a good plan if everyone thinks that DNT and Maverick are good decks again. Yeah, that is true, 100%. Uh, I mean, being able to cheat out some Ugins, some Karns, some Vraskas, Omniscience. Uh, what is it? Uh, what's the one? Yeah, Overwhelming Splendor. That thing always wrecks me. <laughs> every, t- I, every time I lose to Net- uh, to Nick Fit, it's because of Overwhelming <laughs> Splendor, and I hate it. <laughs> card's beautiful creatures enchanted player controls lose all abilities and have base power and toughness one slash so humility one. right yeah enchanted player can't activate abilities that aren't mana abilities or loyalty abilities it just completely blank sneak and show <laughs> you haven't you haven't lived until you've killed someone with a uh one one <laughs> i was playing up a, a nick fit player and i i uh have jace on 10 loyalty and then they resolve overwhelming splendor against me oh. because I just drew like drew like shit. <laughs> and then like two turns later, I draw the uh, the sneak attack for my Emrakul that I had added in my hand, and it just doesn't matter anymore. So it's like I can't win with my J Salt. I can't win with my Emrakul. I just I just sit here with my thumb up my butt. That's awesome. <laughs> Did you concede? 
I mean, to be fair. Yeah, I guess. To, <laughs> be, to be fair, your deck puts Crystal Brand into play and Annihilator sixes people. Nothing that they do to you is not undeserved. <laughs> Wait, listen, Tom, when you're used to privilege <laughs> and it gets taken away from you, it looks like oppression, okay? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no, this is, uh, this is kind of a Nick fit list we've seen floating around a lot. Uh, the rector, it's got the three Academy rector and three arena mm-hmm. rector. And then you use those copy, uh, paired with uh cabal therapy or, uh, was it Phyrexian tower is the one that lets you sack a creature. Yeah. Phyrexian tower. You sack the rector that lets you search through your library for either an enchantment or a planeswalker. So you can either grab an omniscience and play everything for free you can grab Overwhelming Splendor and just ruin your opponent's day. Uh, you can grab Ugin to, you know, get control of the board. So, yeah, basically just some sweet Nick Fit stuff. I'm looking at this uh, fifth place Blue Red Delver list, and lo- it looks like they're settling on Ethereal Forager, Forager Sprite Dragon, and Delver of Secrets as the creature suite here, which is interesting. I'm really surprised about Ethereal Forager seeing play so, anywhere. Like, is it just everyone's hedging their bets against Chalice? Is everyone just really afraid of Chalice I, right I don't now? Because there's not not. A, well, I guess there is some Chalice in the in the like in the uh, challenge here, but um, hmm, maybe they just really want to have the. Uh, they just don't want to get. They don't want to lose the uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist effect, so they, they're they're willing to pay whatever it takes to be able to get back an instant or sorcery. I guess yeah, if they're used to that that uh, play but, pattern. Uh, it's, and a pyroblast main, that's interesting. Um, yeah, this is like a like a very, it's like a pretty stock Delver like Blue Red Delver list, except it's running Ethereal Forager and Sprite Dragon. I think Sprite Dragon's definitely here to play. I played against the Blue Red Delver list, and that Sprite Dragon just absolutely it, they get my very face. big very fast. <laughs> and the fact that it's it's a counter and not a prowess kind of ability is is not nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and you just you cast Sprite Dragon, and then you just start chaining cantrips, and it's a five. It's five so much better than it. Storm Chaser Mage. Yes, you know what that's I mean? for sure. Um, so much better than Storm Chaser Mage, and that that card was played when it when it was like the you know specifically the prowess build with Monastery of Swiss Storm Chaser Mage, uh, Delver Secrets, but. Well, it's also really hard to remove it because with Storm Chaser Mage and then Monastery Swiss Spear. Like, you could cast your removal spells as sorcery mm-hmm. so that, you know, even if they do try and save it, like, if you bolt a uh, Monastery Swiss Spear and they, you know, cast some cantrips to pump it up to save it, you're not then getting, like, smacked in the face right, for that damage. Right, right, yeah, like, yeah, so when you're... With Sprite Dragon, it doesn't matter because, like, you cast bolt on Sprite Dragon, they go, like, brainstorm, brainstorm, yep, gaze. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, now you just made a 5-5 yeah. <laughs> yeah, to a, kill it. Yeah, Good yeah, job. It's, uh, it's pretty sweet. Um, it's a it, yeah. I actually have not cast this card in paper yet, but I am. I have to pick up my copies of it because when we start playing paper again, which is going to be pretty soon, um, I think it's a card that I'm gonna. I'm very interested in. I will also say it's the only of one of the Godzilla cards that isn't jarring to me because it actually looks like what I would think a sprite dragon would be, and then I like look up and I'm like, what's Dorat the perfect yeah. pet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. Is there any other lists in this top eight we wanted to, to t- talk about? Or I guess in this top 32, um, if Jerry really wants to get into the. <laughs> this Rug Delver list is kind of like the new Rug Delver, which the is kind of second place list. So, yeah, second place. 
Wackerock, uh, four Delver, two Hex Drinker, four Tarmogoyf. Haven't seen that boy in a while. <laughs> Tarmogoyf coming mm-hmm. back. Uh, two Uru, Titan of Nature's Wrath, uh, one Forked Bolt, four Ponder, four Brainstorm, four Days, a Dismember, two Force of Negation, four Force of Will, four Lightning Bolts, three Stifle. Wait, oh, what, what place list are you talking about? Oh, okay, the fourth place. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the this fourth is the place. fourth okay. place. Gotcha. Not the second place. Yep. And then also two Sylvan Library mm-hmm. Main, which I haven't seen Rug Delver run two Sylvan Library Main since like 2008. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the second place list is just running the single the singleton of the Sylvan Library, but it kind of shows where everyone kind of feels the meta mm-hmm. is right now. It's it's a slower meta where people are kind of figuring stuff out. So that Sylvan Library gives you that you know grind value in the longer mm-hmm. games. And we still see we still see rough tumble being played, so that card hasn't completely gone away with the new rules update. Yeah, I wonder if they like just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but I mean, maybe it's still it's still a good card. It's a little pyroclasm yeah. with upside. Uh, well, I guess the rough actually you do want over pyroclasm because then it just lets your delvers uh, mm-hmm. survive, which is definitely valuable. So even just rough by itself yep. is good. Um, what about the second place list you were talking about? That was just about? another Rug Delver list, but, um, this one's a little, yep. uh, a little lower to the ground. Hooting Mandrills, Hex Drinkers, um, again, Tarmogoyfs, we're seeing Tarmogoyf come back, uh, Delvers and Brazen Borrowers. Yeah. Not that, like, Tarmogoyf was completely gone, because we did see it somewhere, it just, like, I feel Tarmogoyf's stock is, is definitely I think, rising. Yeah, I think we're so. seeing more of them. I think so. Two Clothis. Uh, hmm. what do you... Anything kind of strike your fancy, uh, Tom? Nope. Looks like a lot of 2018 lists with some 2019, 2020 card <laughs> splashing. Well, Tom, if we all talk to that, the show would only be about 20 minutes long. People get mad at us. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, you're being a straight shooter and all. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff like the, the first place list, mm-hmm. screen white depths. A strategy that I don't particularly love. I don't like concede game mm. one or combo decks, um, but it's like the Michael Mapson Dom mm. Harvey special here, and uh, they got their little they got Skyclave Apparition edition and it won the event. So, be interesting to see if this can hold. Sky up. Skyclave's the, the, the one white white for the spirit. Yeah, it's like a okay. it's like the creature Oko, the one shot creature Oko for, but like mm. CMC four or less. Um, and, not- and notably, does not hit a uh, token, so it cannot huh. hit twenty twenties, which makes the card <laughs> acceptable. Doesn't need an <laughs> immediate banning. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Taking a look at Sunday's decks, I like fourth place uh, sneak and show JPA mm-hmm. game in fourth place. Actually, running list almost exactly identical to mine. So I'm glad that my thoughts on the format were backed up. Whenever I whenever I do something with Sneak and Show, and then JPA does it, I feel vindicated. <laughs> I'm just like I, I actually feel like JPA is the one doing it, and you're just copying it. I, but I hadn't seen it yet. I'm literally seeing it now for the first time. Allegedly, allegedly, yeah. I, I, you forgot that I'm a time traveler. <laughs> wow, you're just ghosting all his. Uh, I don't know his his streams does, or whatever. Does he stream? I have no idea. I don't. I haven't watched a Magic stream in. Like over a year, it's horrible. I don't think, yeah, I don't think JPA streams, or if he does, I've I've missed all of them. He used to, right? Didn't he? I don't. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Who am I thinking of? Eh, it doesn't matter. Um. So what? Tell me about this list, Jerry. What it's doing that? Because this looks like just the normal 
sneak and show list. Yeah, I guess that's the point, Pat. Years? That's the point, Pat. Okay. It's the normal sneak and show list. It is tried and true and crushes face. Oh, oh, so 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 your innovation, your read of the format is just to go back to a list that's been done before. Well, no, the the sideboard because there has been a lot of different. So there's different sneak and show lists to choose from. So like I could have mm-hmm. gone to the tried and true Omni Show list, or I could have gone to the tried and true uh, blue green Eureka Tell list. But mm-hmm. no, I decided on the traditional blue-red sneak and show to the face with two omniscience backup plan uh, list because it's just the most consistent list that gives you outs to anything that you may be worried about, but is mm-hmm. tight and tuned enough that you'll get the most wins on average. Wasn't the Eureka list taking advantage of Oko as well? Uh, it was, but also Uru and more really Vela Summer. Right. So do you think we'll see, because uh, that's a card you don't see it. I'm not seeing as much as Veil, Veil of Summer. I, I think we are going to see an uptick of Veil of Summer in the near future because we've been seeing a lot more black, and with a lot more black, mm-hmm. we're also seeing a lot more uh, discard. I've been seeing a ton mm-hmm. of Thought Seizes and Him to Torax, and mm-hmm. when those start seeing a lot of play, you want to be sleeving up your Veil of Summers. Okay. That makes sense. Um, but Hey, remember when uh, we were told that Veil of Summer was going to put... Uh, going to put in fact on top and it was going to be the most dominant deck of all time <laughs> nate uh, do you remember that nate just ca- no call outs, okay. just call outs uh <laughs> nate knows i love him I, he knows i love him <laughs> um and then i also just like jpa's sideboard it's pretty similar to what i've been running as well we got the two arcane artisan the two goblin crater maker he's running two magus of the moon where i'm running two blood moon uh two vendillion click two defense grid three graph triggers cage and two pyroclasm why Blood Moon over uh, over Magus? Because uh, I don't own Magus of the Moon, but uh, <laughs> I mean that's the honest answer. Like I sleeved up Blood Moon because I have foil Blood Moons, and I don't have foil Magus of the Moons. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Wait, you have think, foils on Magic Online? Well, no, I'm talking about my paper list. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think the Magus is there because a lot of the decks that you specifically want it for, like say Lands, which has been pretty popular. Mm-hmm. The, that's my understanding anyway. They all have Force of Vigors. So you oh, don't okay. want to walk into Blood Moon Force of Vigor if you can help it, yep. and Magus dodges that completely. Yeah, that, gotcha. that is a good point. Uh, and then I'm actually running two... I'm still running the two Grim Lava Mancer instead of the two Vendillion Click that he's running. Really? Grim Lava Mancer? You love Grim Lava Mancer. It's just especially good in this format, too, because like the reason why I stopped running it was because it didn't answer uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist unless you like mm-hmm. blocked activated which was either hard to pull off or would only pull off when it was favorable for your opponent to do so. So mm-hmm. it wasn't that great. Now that the annoying 1-3 butt of uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist is gone, <laughs> Grim Lava Mancer, he's picking things off left and right. It feels good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I just I like that list. That's a really tight list. If you're just looking for free wins in this format right now, I would uh, suggest leaving it up. Jerry. Dom. Grim Lava Mancer still sucks. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> Look, it's okay. We're we're in the infancy stages of a new format. You can play cards you love. Oh my god, you're not gonna say that when I kill your elvish reclaimers with my Grim Lava Mancer. <laughs> let me tell you. La- let me tell you. When's the last time you've seen an Elvish Reclaimer? That card's a three four, buddy. I uh, uh, Elvish Reclaimer is a three four late game. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> pretty sure, pretty sure your guy has summoning sickness. And <laughs> Not if I put it into play with a sneak attack. 
Which I have done. I, I, like my opponent, my opponent was on two, and I have and I have sneak attack. I'm like, all right, if I can draw any creature, is Exaxes out? But if I don't, they swing back and they win the game because they're on two life, and I just need any creature. And then I top deck Grim Lava Mancer. I'm like, oh, so sad. I'm like, oh wait, sneak attack in Grim Lava Mancer, activate him for two damage, win the game. That's awesome. <laughs> Happiest moment of my life. <laughs> When I come off Legacy Vacation, we're getting paired, and you're going to have me at two life with a sneak attack in play, and you blocked with a you blocked with a creature to stay alive, but Lodge is going to kill you the following turn, and you need to draw a creature to kill me, and you're going to draw Grim Lava Mancer, put it into play, but in response to the sneak attack activation, I'm going to crop bog you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say fair play. I'll say fair play, sir. <laughs> Fair play, then rage quit. Yeah. I also wonder why you kept Bog in in like games two and three against Sneak Attack, but okay. Shh. It was for storytelling, obviously. That's never going to happen. Oh, boy. Uh, anything else in uh, the top eight for Sunday you guys wanted to mention? Uh, we saw Blue Black Shadow finish in top eight, which is cool. Um, Wait, I thought Watergrave wasn't legacy playable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Miracles, Hogak, Gr- uh, Grixis, Sneaky Show, Bug Delver. Uh, we have Elves. What's this uh, Arkan deck? It's Bug. It's, it's just Bug Control. It's it's like Snoko without Snoko. <laughs> okay. It's so you got Jace, Teferi, Hero Dominaria, Teferi, Time Raveler, Hull Breacher, Plague Engineer, Uro, Titan Nature's Wrath, Life in the Lone Ponder, Abrupt Decay, Brainstorm, Force of Negation, Force of Will. Uh, intuition, sorts of pleasures. I think we saw a similar list to this last last week too. Okay. Yeah, this is this is going to be a real deck. Uh, some variation of yeah, it. Yeah, um, we saw Jeff White, um, Pokemoki, was brewing what he's calling uh, an like a updated version of Pokepile, but instead of red cards, mm-hmm. um, it essentially has the other splash, the white splash, and. This list only has one life from the loam, but that list has three life from the looms. Yeah, I think that's the shell that people are going to... Something in that range is the shell people are going to coalesce around for Uro uh, because they're going to figure out that you can still build up basics with fetch lands and basics with loam, and Uro is every bit as stupid as it used to be, mm-hmm. especially if a lot of people are trying to play fair. What this deck is really interesting is it's running the Triumphs from Nykoria. We've seen those around a little bit here and there. Yeah, it's always still notable to bring him up, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so I think that's cool. It's running the Zagoth Triome, which is the bug one, and the Indatha, which is the um, white, black, green one. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, you know, they're fetchable. That's not nothing, you know? That's true. Especially, there are, are there many... I guess they have Ponder. There's not a ton of turn one plays in this deck that it has to make, though. You know, so... Turn one fetching a triumph isn't like the worst thing you can do, I would guess. Yeah, true. Yeah, pushing the limits is coming to play tap lands, though. The field of the dead, too, and multiple triumphs. Yeah, that's that is very true. I like this uh, Bug Delver list. This is basically 2018 Bug Delver, but instead of Gurmag Angler, it's running Uros as as its uh, beefy boy of choice. Which which one is this, Jerry? Uh, or do we have? You want us to go through all 32 lists and figure out what the fuck you're talking about? This is Oink Mage in fifth place. <laughs> 
Four Dark Confidant, four Delver Secrets, two Tarmogoy, four Uro, four Ponder, two Thoughtseize, four Abrupt Decay, four Brainstorm, four Days, two Fatal Push, two Force Negation, four Force of Will, uh, and then a regular, you know, bug mana base, notably a single Creeping Tar Pit in there. One of my favorites. Ah, the old 16 colored source Uro deck. Yeah, 20 lands, four of which are Wastelands. <laughs> Yeah, you need one third of your mana in play to cast a row. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get that they have Bob in the deck to draw cards, but this seems ambitious. Um. All right. Well, that's the challenges. Do we want to move on to uh, the latest announcement from Wizards? Yeah, let's talk about this. I want to. I want to hear. You ready to get mad, Jerry? I'm ready to get mad. Like Watsy is like an abusive relationship. You know. They say they're sorry by banning Oko and Dreadhorde Arcanist and Arkham's Astrolabe. They say they're going to change, and I believe them. They even buy me some nice, you know, pretty presents by uh, spoiling all these sweet time-spiraled old border cards, which look awesome. And they're like, I'm feeling so good and so happy. (laughs) And then they go right back to their, you know dog ways and drop this magic universes beyond crap on us and it's just like absolutely killed all of the joy i was having for the format like i was so excited pat i was so excited yeah so i didn't really fully understand the uh gra- i don't want to call it gravity because like it's not i mean i didn't fully understand the i don't know immediate issues i would take with this article until we started talking about it before in the pre-show um but like so basically they're opening up magic the magic like card game mechanics to other IPs essentially like Warhammer and Lord of the Rings etc. Yeah, those are the first two ones so there's going to be a full on Lord of the Rings set which Gavin 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 like 8 9 months ago when the Walking Dead thing was going on he just, he just goes to he just like well how would you feel if it was like a, a property that you did like 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 and I'm like oh what like like Lord of the Rings or something like that and he's like uh yeah, theoretically. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess my only thing is like, I, I'd be, I, I, that's cool. I guess like it'd be cool to do like a Lord of the Rings draft format or whatever. But I just don't love these cards getting dumped into standards because we saw what happened with the Walking Dead set. Um, it wasn't a great fit, and it just makes me worried, man. It makes me worried well, that again they're they're going well. This just a little too hard on this stuff. This just goes back to exactly what I was saying before about Wizards voting with their bottom line. Walking Dead comes out, gets pretty much near universal revulsion from the entire community saying this is terrible, this is bad, here are all the reasons why it's bad and terrible and why you shouldn't do this, we hate this, please ban it and everything and take it away. Mm-hmm. You know, so many petitions went around. Wizard saw that, said, yeah, thank you. Like, I talked to Gavin, he said, yeah, Wizard is taking this really seriously. We, you know, this feedback is great. Uh, you know, we're definitely talking about it. And then we're like, okay, you know, maybe this was just a one-time mess up and Wizards learned their lesson and they're not going to do it again. And then we find out that The Walking Dead was one of the highest selling products that they ever did because all these because of this, you know, FOMO marketing and, mm-hmm. you know, people who don't necessarily play the game buying it because it's a collector's item. Wizards sees that, sees all those dollar signs like, "Oh, well, now we're just going to make an entire set of it and make this standard operating procedure from now on. In fact, we're going right. to make this entire product line based around it because we're going to just start cranking this stuff out. Yeah, I just don't understand the impetus to do these things. I mean, uh, money 
It yeah, but like they've had such unbelievable success the last couple of years that it, it's crazy to me that they're still taking these sort of jump the shark moments to me. Um, Pat, money. <laughs> no, no, I understand that. I understand that, and I understand the need for constant growth is like one of the biggest issues I have with like uh, the way most companies are run in the United States or really anywhere. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I I just I don't. I just don't. I don't really dig it, man. I'm not a huge fan of this of this move. I think it'd be cool if it was like, hey, we're gonna use Lord of the Rings. We're gonna use the magic, you know, rule set and make a standalone Lord of the Rings game. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Well, that that's why. So, like, Gavin asked me, it's like, well, how would you feel if it was like a property that you really loved? And I brought up Lord of the Rings because I love Lord of the Rings. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, and I think Lord of the Rings is probably the best case scenario of anything like this happening because it's already pretty much in the magic universe, like almost seamless. And now that I have it, I hate it. Like, it's just like I now seeing what this is doing and the precedent that it's going to set for the game. I, I just can't I can't do it. I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. So it's it's just really disappointing. And that this goes back to what we were saying in the beginning of the episode about why I think that we're going to have a secret layer reserve list is it just looks like Wizards is in full on sellout mode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hasbro had. Hasbro had its Investor's Day announcement, and Hasbro announced how they were restructuring the entire company, yep. and they are pulling Watsy. And Watsy is no longer an independent company that's a subsidy of Hasbro. It is no longer be a subsidy, and it's going to be absorbed into Hasbro par- proper and be a division in Hasbro. D- does that mean that Watsy comes to to Providence? Uh, technically, yeah. I don't know like where their actual offices are, and if that even matters in this post COVID world where everyone's working from home, anyways. Like. Yeah, I mean Hasbro's in Providence, right? So yeah. that'd be fucking cool if uh, if all of a sudden Watsy went from the West Coast to the East Coast. As as in person who lives like ten minutes away from Rhode Island, I'm sure you're happy for that, Pat. But I don't think all the Seattle people are that happy. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> Jesus. But anyway, so I want to go into Watsy headquarters. I want to leave a sign in front of their door that says "Ban Sensei Stop." <laughs> all right, Pat. Anyways. The thing is, though, the reason why this is such a huge deal is in Hasbro's uh, announcement day, the reason why they said this was because Hasbro said that Hasbro overall shrunk by 8% in revenue in 2020, which is understandable given COVID. But despite... Is it, though? Despite COVID, Wizards of the Coast revenue increased by 24%. And now Hasbro is bringing Watsi... In into Hasbro proper so that they can replicate Watsi's model across the entire business and continue it. And what did we see in 2020? We saw Walking Dead bullshit. We saw mm-hmm. overpowered cards get printed. We saw all of these like stupid promo stuff just printed up the wazoo, but just makes tons of money. Basically, all the behaviors that we've been really lamenting from Watsi for the past year. Hasbro is seeing as this huge benefit and a money-making machine, and now not only are they going to try and you know continue that, they're going to try and spread it across the entire company as a whole. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't know. It's uh, like that. Guess that begs the question: like, is Magic a collector's card game, or is it like a, a card game? Like, do you think that the collectors part of it is actually something that drives their business? Do you think there's that many people who are like? Oh, I'm gonna buy like this, the you know this new stand, or I'm gonna buy the Walking Dead because someone who's not a Magic like player, 
are people those are those people actually buying The Walking Dead? Like, oh yeah, people who watch this the show like bought the box set. I from I find that very hard to believe. From talking to numerous store owners, uh, their impression as like as far as like the anecdotal evidence of what they were seeing, the people buying the product were f- number one, first and foremost, uh, FOMO collectors like magic collectors who just love magic in general more than they even mm-hmm. love playing the game. They just like collecting cards. And it being this, you know, like all these psychological bells and whistles to just drive the FOMO, you know, limited release and special print run, all this stuff. They're them buying it and then scalpers looking to flip it. And then people who don't even play magic, but who really love The Walking Dead and will just buy anything Walking Dead related, which I I guess those people exist. I really didn't think there were any of those people left in the world, but I guess there are. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm sure with Warhammer and Lord of the Rings, that's going to be magnified even more. We're going to get tons and yeah. tons of Lord of the Rings and Warhammer people, especially because War. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Warhammer just I will say- Warhammer just came out with a new video game, Warhammer Three for PC, and then Lord of the Rings is coming out with a new TV show on Amazon. So I right, guarantee yeah. you, these are are product tie-ins for that stuff. So, so Tom, you've been pretty quiet on this. Do you have any opinion on this this announcement? I think I disagree with almost everything Jerry said. Good. Bring <laughs> it on, Tom. That's why we have you here. I just don't understand what the issue is. As far as some of the, the, the like bigger long-term stuff, like printing cards and promos into the ground and overpowered cards, like, sure. Like, that stuff's been ongoing issues that hopefully, hopefully the power level, like, levels off a little bit. Um, I think it has. I don't think we saw anything in the in the snow set that was blatantly over the top besides the Valky thing, which I think was more of a rules interaction than card power level. Um That's fair. So hopefully that kind of stuff. But as far as like these like off releases, whether it's like forty K or Lord of the Rings, like who cares? Like if you don't like it, just don't buy it. And But you no- have to play against it. They're legal and legacy. I mean, do you like what card from these sets has shown up in Legacy? Like uh, Rick Rhymes for the first for the first matter. Like that is like, already egregious enough. And like the fiftieth most played deck in Legacy. When's the last time yeah. you played against Legacy humans? But this was like, their first time ever doing it, and their first time ever doing it, they got a Legacy playable, a unique oh, card. Okay, that sure. is Legacy so, playable is showing up. So I don't want to play Ready Player One, the card game. It's not. It's magic. It's still magic mechanics. Like that's a magic right. functioning card. If you've right never now, seen, if you'd never seen, so you want to, you want to, you want to play your SpongeBob SquarePants and equip the one ring to obviously, it. Obviously, obviously, they're only going to pick stuff your, that they think fits within a scope of the game. They've already done My Little Pony as a as a promo at Hascon. But I that's, guarantee that's you, My Little a, Pony will get a set. That is not like, illegal. <laughs> is that card legal? Well, because it was printed before this universe beyond. Like if this if that was printed today, it would be legal. It would be under the Universe Beyond series. Okay, I'm guessing that the stuff is either going to be at casting costs that aren't constructed playable. Or Lord that, of the Rings is an entire set. Okay, it's it's, it's not a it's promo. It's that a they, full if, set. If we haven't seen any of the stuff under the new umbrella yet. If it's an entire set, I'm assuming it's going to be only be something that fits a theme that they think fits under the magic hmm. umbrella. So Lord uh, of the Rings, like you already said fits perfectly like i could you imagine opening a pack and seeing like an uh, not necessarily like a dual land obviously but a variant one of the new dual land variant cycles you know where you get like helms deep and like mordor and stuff like that like that sounds pretty fucking cool to me like and if it's not 
So yeah, and it sounds cool. It sounds cool to me too because it's Lord of the Rings and it's something we can engage sure. in. So I'm saying the stuff that they're going to have like sets around where you would see probably constructed playable cards in it are probably going to be the themes that fit. And as long as there's no card availability issues, like it's not like they haven't done stuff like this before. Like the with what's spoiled though, it already doesn't fit. Like we're talking Lord of the Rings. You're forgetting they also did Warhammer 40k, which is a sci-fi space marines like do you want to be equipping your delver of secrets with its with an ak-47 because that's what we're talking about here like warhammer is going to introduce guns into magic which is not really something that we have seen outside of very whimsical things like goblin sharpshooter it's going to create this entirely different approach and for some people that's fine all they care about is the rules text but for me personally i just i don't want to play Ready Player One Legacy. Okay, That's is, just not is, magic to is me. Is Warhammer supposed to be a full set like Lord of the Rings, or is that just something they identified that they were going to do something with? So, among these worlds are the universe, expansive universe of Warhammer 40k and Lord of the Rings, uh, with others to join. The expansion of magic game system to other universes is exciting new and certainly raises questions for many of our longtime fans. So today we're going to answer many of those questions. Uh, well, I don't want to read the whole article okay, out yeah, here, well, but Either way, I mean... I'm not going to try and argue over what they are or aren't going to do with these properties or sets. Um, uh, it's just until they do something that seems egregious to me, I'm willing to be open-minded about what it's going to be. And you, you don't think the Walking Dead stuff was already egregious? Uh, just for just for just for clarification, it looks like the Warhammer Forty Thousand are actually uh, commander decks that are going to be released, like themed commander decks for Warhammer Forty K. And good thing we've never had a legacy playable card printed in a commander deck before. Okay, but I mean, okay, so one out of every 150 or 200 cards you're going to see in a legacy match is going to be something you don't like. That, but you're you're <laughs> you're saying in this this moment in time that we're in right now, you have to think about what this means for Magic as a game going for, going forward. Okay, and explain to me how it's bad. So already, cards printed in 2019 have a predominant play in legacy you know we see more 2019 cards than almost any other year of legacy cards because of just the brokenness that wizards has been pushing the last couple years which apparently is going to be going forward because it sells packs now these new cards that they're printing not only are broken they're also for games that have nothing or franchises that have nothing to do with magic you're going to get my little pony cards that are broken you're going to get Warhammer cards that are going to be broken. You're going to get G.I. Joe cards that are going to be broken because that's already owned by Hasbro and they don't even need to do licensing for it. Like, I was at Hascon. I saw all of these properties, you know, Transformers. We've already had them dabble their toes in these, so it's easy for them to just switch over and make these packs and make a ton, a ton of money off of it, and it just cheapens the game and ruins it. And for the people who are like, hey, all I do is read the flavor text, or all I do is read the card text, and that's all that matters to me, that's cool. You know, I, I, I hope you enjoy it. But for me personally, I just don't see myself continuing to play this game if it just turns into, like I've said, Ready Player One, the card game. Okay, but we don't know that that's going to be the case. When they've done these other properties before, you mentioned the Transformers set that they did with the side stuff. They've had the Godzilla stuff. Um yeah, they did the Walking Dead stuff. Like none of this card, none of these cards show up other than a what do you fringe mean? card. In Every <laughs> Sprite Dragon for one, Rick Rick Grimes for two. So both of the ones that are legal. I couldn't show even up. tell you what Sprite Dragon is. What is the problem with that card? We just talked about it. It's in all of the blue red lists. I, we no, no, just no, no. literally I know what the card I mean, does. I mean, what is it from? That's an issue. It's from Godzilla. That's a Godzilla. I didn't card. even know that. 
It looked like a completely normal playable magic creature to me. And that's why I said earlier, it's like it's the one I take the least issue with because it looks like it fits. But that is a Godzilla card. <laughs> okay, so maybe the, the, they take reasonable care with the cards that are... It is WotC. You know for a fact they are not going to take reasonable care. Well, when has WotC ever taken reasonable I mean, care if the with stance, anything? If the stance is they're going to fuck stuff up to the point where it's going to be a problem, they're going to do that regardless of what properties they're using. So if you don't right. trust their judgment, then that's a completely which is, different issue. Which is why they shouldn't do this about. at all. Like, well, I just, they, like, this, they have even said, like, it's going to have a special stamp on it so that you can identify it using Universes Beyond. I would be 100% totally cool on board with this if it was its own separate game, not playable with magic. Sure, it's the same mechanics, and it's the same game, and it plays out exactly the same. It's just different properties. Totally fine. Keep that shit away from Legacy. Well, I, I what, don't understand why they are shoving it down Legacy players' throats and Vintage players and Commander players, because the Commander players I've talked to also hate this. Okay, well, for one, obviously there's the money aspect of it that you hit. Like, obviously... Right. Oh, they, I mean, yeah. They have, <laughs> they have their, their, their masters, too. So, <laughs> they're going to do that it. Was, that was a rhetorical question. I know the real answer, as always, is money. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, besides that, though, like, from a practical standpoint... What do they have to do? Because there's only so many tricks that you can break out to continue to grow with, with gimmicks. Like you can sell your $10 packs with reprint sets and you can have your promo sets and X, Y, Z, but eventually, eventually that, that is going to dry up a little bit. You know, people yeah, aren't then, going to buy five years of, you know, reprint sets and watch their, the value mm-hmm. of the cards from the previous reprints and tank when they're reprinted for the third or fourth time. Like eventually that well dries. The only way to continue to make that go is to increase the player base. So how do you do that? You take some of the most popular <laughs> games yeah, on the planet, get, like and ideas on the planet, like Lord of the Rings. And don't get bring more people into the game. Don't get me wrong. From a business point of view, if I am a shareholder of Hasbro, I am ecstatic. This is a great idea, and I do not doubt that Hasbro is going to make millions and millions of dollars hands over fist with these properties, and it's going to bring in uh, a bunch of people who had never even heard of Magic but get drawn in because they liked Lord of the Rings or they liked Warhammer, and they're going to find out about Magic, and it's going to be great. Don't get me wrong. That is going to be great and awesome for Magic as a whole. But for me, the legacy player and for me, the, you know, traditional magic player, this is the death of what we know of as legacy and of what we know of as the game. It is going to turn into this basically advertisement space that looks like a NASCAR uh, track with just all these different properties flying around because that's what it is. It's just advertisement space at this point. They have turned magic cards into billboards. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can get behind that sentiment because they're they're not really advertising for another game. It's really what do you mean? Just like I, a cross promotional. If I love like, if I love Magic and I had never heard of uh, Warhammer 40k, don't you think I'd now be interested to go see 40k? Of course, like you said, it's a cross promotional tie-in. That is literally yeah. the dictionary definition of what I'm saying here. It is an advertisement. Yeah. I guess so. I don't know. I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a lot of Magic players who aren't at least tangentially aware of what Warhammer 40k is, though. Yeah, you know what I mean? but you're talking millions of players. Even if it gets a few people, that's a few people who had never heard of it before. Yeah, or if it's it, I'm probably, I don't think I'm as extremely disgruntled as Jerry, and I'm not as gruntled as as Tom. <laughs> Regular um, gruntled, not disgruntled. No, grunt. Being gruntled is a real thing. Oh, I, today, it's I, being happy, it's like happy and content, and being disgruntled. Dis, that, that's yeah, like it's a real thing. Anyway, today I I'm like, I'm like, I'm I like, uh, uh, you know. 
I'm, me- I'm medium gruntled. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> uh, I just I just make it its own. I mean, game I, for the I don't want to go on this too long because we really don't have. It doesn't seem like we, unless unless you learn about a lot of this on Twitter. The article doesn't give us a ton of information. I, I actually learned most of this from the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal, one of the first ones to break this, which I find hilarious. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Uh, but, I mean, there's also a, a solid chance that they get some of the details incorrect because, you know, they're just not that familiar with, with magic properties in general, I would assume. It's the Wall Street Journal, Pat. I doubt they didn't. They're just posting uh, <laughs> incorrect. Well, articles. that's true. That's true. They probably that's have true. some people looking at it. Besides, like, you, you sell a magic card for over a half million dollars. The finance yeah. people are going to be uh, like, yeah, you're probably right. Don't you're probably right. Yeah. So I just want to make my point clear here. Yes, this is going to make Hasbro a ton of money. And yes, as a Lord of the Rings fan, I would love to play a Lord of the Rings card game based on magic. In fact, I'm sure there's already been like fan versions of it made where people have made like their own custom cubes. And that's awesome. And I think that's great. Do not put these into eternal formats. It is going to ruin eternal formats. And I think you're going to see a mass exodus of players because of it, because the majority of people that I've been talking to feel very strongly about this as well. And I just don't see us continuing as a community in the same way. Like it is it is this is definitely a epoch ending of legacy and this new whatever ultimate beyond bullshit is or universes beyond is going to be the future. And I think a lot of people are just going to choose that they just don't want to be a part of that. I mean, if you if you look at Magic's history, we're probably like into the three, well into the three digits of things that we're going to kill X Y Z, kill Magic, <laughs> kill this format, kill that, and with Legacy in particular, it wasn't really that long ago where Commander was going to kill Legacy. You're injecting these cards that have no business being in the format: the evil True Name Nemesis, the unbelievable Flusterstorm, like. Like these were things that people called for the end of the format and were really, really upset about and said they weren't going to leave. And the cards are fine. Like True Name Nemesis is annoying, I guess, for some people, but the cards are fine. Flusters terms like a generally accepted piece of the format now. What and- what you have to keep in mind though is that yes, that's true, the game continues, but there's tons and tons of people who just left along the way. Like I've been in the shop before and someone came in and like, Oh magic. I used to play that back in like the nineties. And then they look at the new cards like, man, glad I quit. This game really went to shit. You know, it just over time you are going to lose those people. And yes, it's going to continue. What you have to take into account is the ratio and the scale of what's going on. If you're seeing mass exodus from the format, like something akin to the way that happened to vintage when brainstorm was banned, that is going to have huge repercussions in the community. Sure. But how do you predict that magic's always a revolving door? There's always people leaving, coming back new players. Like, it's just, it's just the way it's going to be. People are going to have like different life priorities, start families, get pissed off at Wizards of the Coast. Like they make like so many different sets. If people are looking for something to get angry over, they're going to find it. So if they want to get out, they're going to. You just yeah, it's the ratio. And how in the world, when we haven't seen a single card printed out of any of these sets at this point, are we going to know what that would be? So. You either give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to do this tastefully and you end up with cards like Sprite Dragon, or and you I... think they're wrong. I'm, but, but again, like until we see it, I don't know how we could definitively say that that's, this is going to be the end of Legacy. I mean, I, I think that's where we differ is you, you have 
faith in Watsy to do this tastefully. Oh, I didn't say I like how Tom's playing devil's advocate. You just you stand back, and what's going to happen is going to happen, and then you react. It just feels like we're all like frogs sitting in a pot over a fire, slowly boiling, and we're not noticing it. And I think we're already at the point where uh, you know we're almost out of water, and you're just going to have a, a bunch of us. Just thinking, oh, look, we're still playing Legacy. And then if we showed this to ourselves, you know, five years ago, we would be like, what were we thinking? I don't know. Legacy looks like it was two years ago at this point. We're very close to it. So. Right, which which feels awesome, which feels great, and why I was so excited. And then they came out with this universe beyond nonsense, and it just totally killed my mood for it. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're, you've got an idea of what they're going to fuck up in your head. <laughs> and we haven't actually seen that happen yet. I, I've been I've been shouting the downfall of Watsy for the past couple of years now, and so far, pretty much everything that I've seen Watsy do has perpetuated it. Like I have not been reassured in the slightest from anything Watsy has done, pretty much for the past five years or so. Like it's just really depressing, and it really makes me wonder why I'm sticking around. Okay, but what has happened in that time? Like they're, they're the ridiculous up, the player base is up. No, I understand. There's a lot of things I don't like too. Trust me, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. On right, which is which is why issues. which is why they keep doing this stuff. You know, it's it's good for the bottom line, bad for the game, and I people just have a hard time. You know, grokking that they just don't understand how that those two things can happen at the same time. But you know, from a game that we all love and and play it is going to drastically change it. And I really don't think it's going to be for the better. I, I'm going to reserve my judgment on this. Cause I don't know exactly if these are like sets that are similar to the Godzilla cards or the, my little pony cards or the walking dead cards where there's four or five cards in a collector's box. I'm not really worried about what that does to the format, but we already, but, we already know that's not the case. Warhammer is going to be five commander decks of a hundred right. of a hundred cards each. And the mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings is going to be a full on set. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand that, but the, the, if those are the ones they're leading with and those are like the two big sets they've done, then it, it doesn't make me nearly as ner- nervous if it's like, but we're also going to do a full set of My Little Pony and a full set of Vampire the Game and a full set of, I don't know, Sellers of Catan, whatever it is. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to try to be as neutral on this as possible and say I'm, I'm uh, cautiously neutral on it and we'll see what happens. You never know. A couple of years from now, we could have, you know, 50% more players in the game because of the amount of people it drew in from these games. Yeah. And it's it's worth noting, too, that, like, I don't think Watsy really... I don't. I, I know they pay some lip service to the Eternal formats, but that's not what keeps them afloat. That's not what balances their budget, so... I mean, even if we have 50% more people playing uh, Legacy, if it's 50% more people swinging in with, like, SpongeBob SquarePants equipped with Iron Man suit of armor, like, does that matter? Again... Uh, if you look at what Pat just said with the Lord of the Rings and Warhammer, they're not just going to pick something that's so off the wall that it doesn't mesh with the core game. Like Lord of the Rings is natural. It goes right in. And the, the Warhammer they, one, I'm not really as sure about. I'm not really familiar with it, but that's like a I'll, commander and, thing. So and what about, tra- what about Transformers? Do you think Transformers mesh- meshes well? I guess it depends on how they do it. Yes. You tell me Urza didn't create Transformer robots. Oh he absolutely did. We just don't know about it. Oh um, have God. you seen the original art for Triskelion? Ugh. <laughs> Is right. that the Cookie Monster one? Now sell, now sell, now sell my little the pony. Co- it's the cracked out Cookie Monster machine? Yeah. That thing's horrifying. It haunts my dreams. That card's like, now, that card's like a couple hundred dollars now. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Now, now tell me how my little pony meshes with the game. 
Because I guarantee you they're going to do another My Little Pony shit. I, I would definitely love to lightning bolt a Little Miss Sunshine. Set, so I reserve comment on how that would mesh with the game. Yeah, you want to see it? Yeah. I, did they make a My Little Pony? I don't think there was a magic set for My Little Pony. Yeah. I thought they made... I don't know. Yeah, no, look at this. It's on TCG Player. It's $40? <laughs> <laughs> this is why I have no hope, because Wizards looks at this and they see that rarity from My Little Pony is a $40 magic card, and they're like, yeah, pump that shit out the door. Why does Tris Triskelion have googly eyes? I don't understand. That art's amazing. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, early magic art is so bad. It's so bad. Oh, This can't be real. Okay. No, this is... Yeah, okay. Like, the hands look like they're supposed to articulate, but they clearly don't because there's no joints on them. They're just... It looks like fucking angle iron. <laughs> so bad. Someone has a Princess Twilight, Twilight Sparkle card up for uh, $1,300. That's a magic card, by the way. Buy it, Jerry. It's not tournament legal. Buy it. Oh, you won't. my God. No, none of these should be tournament legal. And that, I just want to say that. Like, I am totally fine with Warhammer 40K, totally fine with Lord of the Rings, would love to play those as a standalone set. Don't make them tournament legal, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> All right, well, we're, we've, we're getting a little too long in this segment. We still have our... Uh, we were going to talk about Time Spiral Remastered, but I mean, we can highlight the new cards the, or some of the reprints. I mean, I think we can just say it's like dope. They're all dope. They all look gorgeous. <laughs> they do look fantastic. Uh, let's see. The, so the, they spoiled the black cards for us, which we haven't talked about yet. Uh, notable additions are Vampire Hex Mage, uh, Leyline of the Void, um, Dismember, Thought Seize looks fantastic, uh, Gurmag Angler, and Tassiger. Uh, all, all of the, all those look so good. I can't believe how great the Gurmag Angler artwork looks in the old frame. Like these, some of this artwork looks so good in the old frame. I'm, I'm very excited about this set. Some, um, some stuff cool. like looks especially good that I wasn't expecting, like uh, Crystal Shard, which is not a legacy playable card at all. I think it sees some commander play, but it just mm -hmm. looks gorgeous in the old it, frame. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. The old brown bordered uh, artifacts are just fantastic. So on uh, the foils, um, I'm gonna man. It is these are gonna be pricey. Paradoxical yeah. outcome looked great too. What kills me is that these time spiral boxes are double the price of regular boxes. And these cards are already in a promo spot. So I think these old border cards are going to be extremely expensive singles. Yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. But yeah, it looks like... So, Jerry, the Time Spiral cards are not in like the Time Spiral frame. They're in just the regular oh, Magic 2015 frames. Yeah. So they, I thought they were keeping the old Time Spiral frames, too. It, I mean, unless it's, it's changing, but what they have on the uh, Mythic Spoiler site is just... Uh, the regular magic magic frames or the the recent magic frames, huh? Yeah. Um. Even all right, but even, that's even Tarmogoyf. Um. Hold on. Pause. Uh. I don't see where's green. Hold on. No, they I'm might they might not have spoiled green yet. Yeah, I don't see it on here yet. I see black, white, blue. Yeah, that was also interesting that they uh. They spoiled the... Oh, promo. Slivers is a... Uh, sorry. Slivers is like a, a creature... Yeah, it was in Time Spiral. Cause it's, it's, I, I never played Time Spiral. Oh, so. uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. But uh, yeah, it was interesting that they spoiled it based on color, which is not something we've really seen them do in a, in a long time. Like That's kind of cool, I think. Yeah. Definitely cool. Um, all right. 
Let's uh we have some a listener mail this week that I want to go over and then we can get into scoops. Let's do it. Scoops. All right. So we got this email a few weeks ago and we we meant to talk about it and we've missed it a couple of times. So we I wanted to get in this week before we uh get out of here. Uh, so I'm just going to read the email real quick. It's pretty short, but it, it ends on a, a pretty funny note, in my opinion. So uh, it says, hey, Jerry, hey, Pat, uh, is this even legal? See picture below. Uh, sorry, but I am drunk with my magic friends, and we think that Tybalt is honestly Adam Sandler. This is Adam <laughs> Sandler from the little Nikki phase, just FYI. <laughs> um, and he says, uh, thanks for the tip with the Seattle restaurant. Uh, Heartwood provisions back then. Oh. Uh, and he said, thanks for the podcast. Hope to join for in for an LAL open one day when I come over there. Uh, he also says he managed to once ultimate uh, OG Tibalt in draft and then got fogged. Have a nice weekend. Greets from Germany. Have a beer, Michael. And he included a picture of the the new Tibalt, uh, which is like the other side of Valky, if I'm not mistaken, side by side with a picture of Adam Sandler as Little Nicky from the movie Little Nicky. And uh, Jerry, I think they're pretty close, man. I think that's pretty a pretty good call, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, it it's true. Like I now kind of just want a Tibalt altered to be Adam Sandler <laughs> from Little Nicky. <laughs> it has like the bad comb over and everything. It's actually pretty great. It's true. It's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Michael for that. that. That made my day when I got that. Uh, thank you very much. So sorry, God, it took us a couple weeks to get back to it, but uh, but yeah, that was fantastic. Um, all right, well, we're, we're running a little long this week, and my my internet keeps freezing, so I'm afraid of losing uh, our audio here. So let's get into scoops and scoops for the week, Jerry. Scoops, Jerry. Who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week? Uh, well, I am going to scoop in Michael for sending us in that hilarious uh, little tidbit. <laughs> we need more emails from our listeners. Leaving legacy at. Uh, Leaving a legacy MTG. At, Most of our listeners aren't nope. boomers, Pat. They're not boomers. Leaving a legacy at hipstersofthecoast.com. Send us emails. <laughs> we like them. We'll read them on the show. Excellent. No? Okay. Uh, how about you, Tom? Who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week? Uh, I'll scoop in Douglas Schuler for his amazing art uh, on Triskelion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to get a print of that art and just stick googly eyes on it and no one will ever know. <laughs> <laughs> I have some of those because I have from the Necrotic Ooze Triskelion combo deck from like five, six years ago. So I got to dig those out. Like, yeah, they're worth way more money than they should be. Are they? Yeah. yeah well, now's, a, good. Now's, a pre- now's a pretty good time to sell out. So I should uh, cash those babies. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That shelf would look behind you would look a lot nicer, Pat, if you had a Triskelion print instead of a Zidane. Yeah, I, 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 so I am... I've current. I'm currently uh, uh, revamping my office downstairs, and so I've ripped down uh, one of the walls. I got to finish ripping down all the walls, and I'm gonna reframe it, resheet rock it, put up all new stuff, run some new electrical in there, and then I'm moving my whole office. It's up here, down to the first floor of the house. So when I do that, I will I will frame a uh, a print of Triskelion and put it on behind my uh behind my camera here, so you guys can see it in all of its uh, cracked out Cookie Monster glory. Excellent. When you finish the basement, are you gonna build a hockey rink in the backyard? Uh, I mean that'd be pretty cool, actually. I don't my my backyard is not very flat though, so I'd have to like really build up part of it so to like to level out a hockey rink. But uh, I could see I could see doing that. It'd be pretty fun. Be a good project. <laughs> we'll challenge you to a hockey game, Tom. You can come over here and make me look bad because I can't skate to save my life. So oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, well, Tom, thanks for coming on this week, man. It was great to have you, dude. Fun as always. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, Tom, where can they find you, man? Are you still on Twitter? <laughs> you still use that? 
the man that started the introduction by saying he stalks me on social media asks me if I still <laughs> uh, have I didn't a say on social account. media. I said through your RFID chip that I had implanted in you. I don't really use social media. It's not really media. social media if you don't choose to socialize. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically Negator77 everywhere. That's not uh, the hellscape that is Facebook. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, you can find Jerry at J M E E E three R D. No, you can't. You can't find me. But you can find me on Facebook, I guess. But don't add me as a friend because I won't. I won't accept your friend request. Um, you you can find me on the Facebook page though. Leaving a legacy MPG. Um, yeah, that's it, man. Um, thanks again for coming on, Tom. And we'll catch you guys all next week. Bye. I like how Pat didn't let me have scoops or uh, poops. There was like no poops at all. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I've been trying to keep it. I've, I haven't. We haven't done poops in a long time. I, I'm trying to keep it positive, man. Yeah, no, Do you I, really have poops you want to get into? I, I was poop, just gonna yeah. shit on Watsy. Some all right, fine. All right, <laughs> Jerry, go, go ahead. We'll let, we'll, we'll, we'll let the you know let's get, we'll let the guests go first. Their poops. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm letting Jerry go. Uh, right. I want to say for my poops, just rewind the episode like 30 minutes and just re-listen to my rant about uh, this bullshit Magic Universe Beyond. Yeah, yeah, Jerry's pooping on his own rant. Okay, good, uh, good one, Jerry. I agree with yeah, Jerry pooping right. on his own rant. That's an excellent, yeah, sure. that's an excellent poop. Sure, that's it. That's it. Uh, I'm gonna poop on Pat uh, because because <laughs> yeah, I don't think least... it's, I don't think it's right to just kind of throw it out there that he's on Facebook, but that he won't be friends with anyone. <laughs> like a lot of your loyal <laughs> listeners may just have a dream of one day being Facebook friends with Jerry and Pat, and you're just like, nope, I... your dream is dead. And I, I hope. Just think that's I cool. hope that's nobody's dream. I hope no one like <laughs> wants to. You know, I just I keep my Facebook like to just like people I actually like know. Like pe- people who want I want my to see pictures of my kids or like my friends, and that's about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Messenger is much more used than actual Facebook. I don't remember the last yeah, yeah, time sure. I actually posted on Facebook. It's probably sure. been years. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's all staying in, by the way. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm supposed to stop now, right? Mm-hmm.